You are listening to episode 123 of the Remind Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Remind Yourself podcast, the podcast for physician moms just like you who want to ditch mom guilt, stop yelling, and start enjoying their lives today. I'm your host, Michelle Chestovich, certified life coach, family physician, and mom of four. If you want to overcome overwhelm for once and for all, this is the place for you. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I am so excited to have you here this week because I have a most amazing guest. I have an amazing woman that I have met and an amazing physician, and she's a coach, and she has a very unique style that you are going to absolutely love. So we are going to have an amazing conversation today, and I know you'll find it very helpful. So without further ado, I am going to say welcome, Dr. Sogol. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Michelle. This is an honor. Excited. I'm so excited to have you here. So Dr. Sogol and I met, we were in a business mastermind, I believe it was a year or two ago. And I just was so inspired by the amazing work you were doing, coaching and helping physician women, but then how you pivoted slightly and just had this expansive growth. So before we get into that, first, just please tell us a little bit about you, where you live, what you do, and then we'll get into your beautiful, amazing style of coaching. Awesome. Yeah. So I am a pediatrician. I live in Houston, Texas. I joke that I moved. I'm an immigrant, first generation immigrant. So I moved from Iran to Houston. (laughs) I've been there. That was like 30 plus years ago. Um, I am in private practice with my sister. She's also a pediatrician. Um, We established our own clinic kind of in the suburbs of Houston. It is unique that it is in an underserved community. So it's a high Medicaid community, a Hispanic community. And we have grown. We opened that up 15 years ago and we've grown to eight clinicians. And it's been amazing, super rewarding, super fulfilling. So I say that because a lot of the, you know, burnout in physicians are because they are working for a system, right? The administration, the hospital system, the large, the private equity, but I wasn't working for anyone. I was my own boss. And I still had this, I don't call it burnout. It was definitely an awakening for me. The job that I picked, the practice that I practice in is again, it's very dear to my heart. It's very aligned with what I always wanted to do is help the community. And there weren't, there were a couple of clinics there and a couple of like larger uh, children's clinics there. But when we came, we were the first solo private practice in that area. And so there was a huge need. And I think that's why we grew. So it was, my, you know, my mission as being a physician was very aligned. And I worked in the community that was very aligned to me. So it didn't make sense to me that I, after 15 years around midlife, when I hit my 40s, I was just my my symptoms were just pure exhaustion, pure, pure exhaustion. And you know, And I'd work very, very hard to establish a clinic from like ground up. We didn't know anything. I don't have an MBA. There weren't all these groups out there that would help you with, you know, getting a, being an entrepreneur or establishing a clinic. So my sister and I kind of did the whole trial and error thing and failed a bunch of times and then did some good stuff in there. So it didn't make sense that, okay, I'm 40. I've gotten, my kids are amazing. I've got a great supportive husband. I've got the house, the car, the the doctor thing, and now the clinic thing. So why am I not 
happy? Why am I not? Why am I? Why am I? My three common feelings were anger, frustration, and resentment. And it didn't make, and I carried that. And, and as you know, emotions have different vibrations and, and frequencies. So that's a very uncomfortable, low frequency emotion. So that's where my fatigue, that exhaustion was coming from. So I went through the whole like million dollar workup. Do you have cancer? Like check the CBC every month. Like, do you have leukemia? Why are you tired? Why can't, and you know, all that workup was negative. And then I came to, you know, I, I started doing, okay, I'm going to cut back my hours. I'm not going to do as many activities. I'm going to, you know, hire help, like all the external stuff, right? Let's change your circumstances on the external part. And it helped maybe 5%, but not really. And so it wasn't until I would say COVID saved my life. And when COVID hit in the South, the state was a lot more lenient than the North or the West, right? But still that first year, we moved our entire clinic from inside to outside. We have a freestanding clinic and it's Texas, so it's big, right? And so we have like a huge parking lot. So we literally moved everything to the outside and we were practicing in July in 100 degree heat outside. It was crazy. And we had an amazing team team, they came through. And of course, I went on overdrive, right? You know, doing more, getting more stuff done. And then after that whole peak of COVID, I sat down one day and I was like, I'm done. Like, this is insane. I can't carry on. And I pulled back. I said, I'm going to, I'm, I'm only going to go to work twice a week. Like whatever happens to the clinic happens. Like I've done, I've put in my time and I had the support in place. Like I have supervisors, I have managers. It's just that I didn't want to let go. I didn't want to let go because I was like, oh, if I'm not here, then this is going to happen and that's going to happen and everything's going to go down. So COVID allowed me to let go. And I just, some people let go um, slowly. I just kind of dumped everything and I said, I'm out. (laughs) And, And the clinic did amazing. Like it thrived even more than it had in the last, you know, 13 years. My supervisor stepped up, the the, the staff was amazing. And, and we, we did great through COVID. And so that's when I found coaching. I said, I, I said, I don't think I'm depressed. I don't know if I need a therapist. I don't have a diagnosis. Um, and so there was a lot of you know, news on social media with the physician and they t- kept talking about coaches and I literally just posted, I was like, Hey, I think I need a coach. I think like three or four people messaged me. And one of them, Devon, my was my coach when she messaged me and I asked her a couple of questions and she was like, do you want a, a consult? And I was like, sure. And then I did a, like a 30 minute consult with her and I was like, okay, sounds good. Like I, you know, all of the, like the micromanagement that the, the research, I have to make sure this is, I was just like, you know what, whatever, just, just it sounds whatever. like you were still just utterly exhausted and looking for just a little bit of a, something to grasp onto. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I coached with her, you know, the, the first thing that coaching teaches you, which is specifically mindset is the awareness that she brought to where I was like, Oh, wait, what? Okay. So that I work with her with the awareness and then I loved it so much. And then I, I became a coach and I got certified as a coach. And when I got certified as a coach, it was like, yes, the mindset coaching worked for some things that were more like that were easier for me to change. Like, oh, I, you're right. I shouldn't think that way. That doesn't make sense. Why have I been thinking that way all along? 
but it's the deeper issues that were getting me stuck. And so I kept this thought kept coming up like, there's something more. The thought was like, there's something more. There's got to be something more. This doesn't make sense. It's not just the the, the conscious mind. There's got to be something more. And then I had a lot of background. I think my grandma is extremely spiritual. My mom is very spiritual. So I think I had that kind of in my DNA somewhere back there in my genes. And it just got ignited. It just sparked an interest. And I had read a lot of books even before this around 35 uh, with like Eckhart Tolle, Brian uh, Katie, like all of those, all of those like kind of spiritual leaders at Wayne Dyer. So that came, that experience came in and then I started reading and then I delved a lot more into the um, unconscious mind, the embodiment work bringing on the body, which is, I think, I know that's what physicians need. Like they can very much, they've been thinking with their head for decades. We're very cerebral. We're very in our heads. Yeah, that's why we got to where we're, that's why we're physicians. But there's a body that's attached to your head. And that part of your body is what creates safety for you. And that disconnect of that's why we don't feel that's why we've been trained not to feel because it's been a survival tactic. And a lot of us were trained not to feel in in childhood, right? I went through a war, I went through immigration, I went through lots of different little T traumas to get to where I am. And that disconnect was what was causing my anger and resentment and these feelings that I was holding. It wasn't anything on the outside that was happening. It was everything. It was the way that I was treating myself and not seeing myself and not seeing my parts and my emotions. And so that's where I partnered up with Dr. Paris Stew and we've created what the program that's called the umbrella of the program is CPR of the souls because we do the deeper soul work, right? And so the and our entire model is based on your mind because so, you still need to have awareness. That's the first step. And then we delve into the subconscious mind, which we do a lot of inner child, a lot of parts work, IFS work, and then the embodiment work and then tapping into your intuition. And so we have at the, with the, pro, the group program is called the healing circle is a three-month group program. And then under that CPR of the souls, we also have the ceremony, which is like a virtual two-day ceremony that has about 14 or 15 other. Again, it's very specific to midlife female physicians that are very spiritual and they share their gifts, whether that's uh, tarot readings or energy healing or Reiki or meditation or yoga, like a lot of different tools to just introduce other physicians to these Eastern modalities that have been the basis of healing way before antibiotics, right? Yes, yes. I think that's so fun. It's like full circle, right? To come back to heal are like the very basic, I don't want to say they're basic, but just very ancient, right? Mm -hmm. Healing Mm -hmm. techniques that we've lost sight of many of us. Yeah, yeah. And it's not about, you know, it's not about like, this is better or that's better. It's an integration, right? It's using the antibiotics when you're in sepsis in the ICU, yes, but also using the Reiki and energy work to support the cancer patient that's going through the, you know, whatever emotions that they're going through along with the physical symptoms that they're having because of their chemo. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where it, 
we stand now, it is definitely evolving as we're going. We just launched our third healing circle. It's been amazing as we are welcoming midlife female physicians. We ourselves are getting so many trends. That's what I love this work. It's like, it's not the claw. It, it, it's, it's a two-way street, right? You see the transformation in the clients, but I learned so much from them. There's sometimes they have so much wisdom where I'm like, oh, Oh my God, like a light bulb goes off. I'm like, oh my God, that's so true. Wow, I never thought about it that way, right? Yeah, I, for sure. I love the work. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Well, I love that you're on your, I know you'd been doing it for, you know, some time. I didn't know that you're on your third Round, iteration yeah. of it, one of the third program of it. So tell us a little bit more about it. Because again, I think there are a lot of my listeners who are going to be like, wow, this sounds really fascinating to me. And am, am I somebody that this would be a good fit? So describe who this would yeah. be for. I mean, pretty much everybody, yeah. but yeah, pretty much, pretty much if you're a human being, people identify. Yeah. Yeah. But I will tell you, I think if you have gotten mindset coaching and you have that foundation of that awareness, but you're still stuck in some areas of your life, right? Those are the deeper issues. That stuckness probably has to do with something that happened between zero, seven years of your life from birth to seven years of of life. Wow. And this is, you know, the big stuff is like the ones that everybody knows that we got taught in med school or pediatric residency, sexual abuse, physical abuse, um, um, neglect, right? In the sense that your basic needs, I wasn't fed. I wasn't clothed. I I was homeless. But most of us are not coming from that space. Most of us are coming from like the little T traumas, right? Little T traumas are stuff like in high school, I wanted to be with the popular kids, but I got bullied and I had to sit at a table alone right? Little T traumas is like, I was so excited about this. I was seven years old. And I had like poured my heart into like drawing this, making this collage or drawing this painting for my mom. And I went up to her and I gave it to her and she was doing the dishes or was in a really bad mood. And she said, she just blew me over. She said, okay, I'll, I'll talk to you later. She didn't give me the, the attention that I needed. Those are, and when we look at it as adults, we're like, oh, that's no big deal. Like, why would that even matter? But you have to look at it through an eye of a four-year-old, of a five-year-old, of a six-year-old, of a preteen, or of a teenager's, right? Because as we were growing up, our parents didn't have that much awareness, right? There wasn't a lot of conscious parenting movement that taught these skills to parents. So they did their best. My parents are amazing. I'm sure your parents are amazing, right? Yeah. And it's not about your parents are bad or my parents are good. No, it's about the the the, the little T traumas that we had because our parents did the best that they could, right? So being aware of that and then going back to that child in that in that environment, in that sense, because your inner child is frozen in that time, right? Or if I'm told um, when I, like I was told, uh, when I specifically remember seventh grade, I was from Iran. And so we were labeled a terrorist, right? Because of the political um, uh, situation that was going on. So I, all the time, I, people would come up to me and they'd be like, oh, you're a terrorist. What are you going to do? Are you going to blow up? Right. And I would play it off because I had thick skin because I had to have thick skin to be able to survive. And I'd be like, 
probably say something back to them, right? But again, deep down inside, I was holding on to that, right? I was holding on to the to the resentment of like, why am I treated like this? Why am I not the same? So those are the issues that we really delve into. And those issues are all stored in your body. They're stored through your either your parts, these parts that you've created, or through a specific feeling, right? So under my anger was a lot of hurt. So I had to go and I had to process the hurt. Where is the hurt? And and with the the kind of modalities that we use, we move that we we isolate it and locate that specific feeling. And then we start talking to that feeling. It takes the form. It sometimes it takes a form of, of a shape, or it actually transforms into whatever that inner child is that's sitting in that moment. And then we release the energy. We do a lot of Reiki and energy work to release the energy, breathe it out using Reiki, using movement. And then we come and then we nurture the relationship with that child, knowing that it's okay. I see you. I understand that they were so mean to you. And, 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 you know, I, I, I see you for who you are. I see that you're hurt. And, and then we release that from that frozen circumstance and situation that's in. And then when you release that and the inner child is fully seen and heard, it's like, it's, it's literally magic. I can't, I can't like that, that feeling of so many people come to us and they're like, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. They're stuck because they're literally their inner child is stuck inside of them. Right. So when you release it, they're like, oh my God, now I can go up to my boss and I can actually say what I want to say. Right. With that being in that freeze response. So we talk about a lot about the trauma responses do. So that's the embodiment work that we do. And then this, the second part of the program or the other part of the program is just talking about this. We as physicians tend to just carry all the responsibility on our shoulder. Like it's like me. And if I can't do it, then, you know, the, the, the world is going to fall apart. Right. So it's like making the connection and we're not religious at all. We're making a connection with the higher force, whatever you want to call it out there. Some people call it God. Some people call it universe, higher intelligence, the galaxies, the cosmos, whatever you want to label it. Like you are not alone. You are an extension of a higher power, whatever that higher power is. So bringing in safety and really making your brain understand that you don't have to carry everything. Sometimes when you are in indecision, in uncertainty, right? Don't have to get anxious because if you don't know how to carry yourself or what to do next, there's this higher force that you can lean on that will allow you, that will support you through whatever you're going through. And that brings so much more comfort um, because a lot of people come in and they're like, I don't have anyone. Like, I can't talk to my husband about this. I, I can't talk to, you know, my boss about this. My colleagues don't understand this. And so the community, and this is something um, I called it the three C's. What we bring into the circle is we bring content. We have or over 30 videos, teaching videos, which the physicians love because they love to learn. Yes, we do. We have guidebooks or you can take notes on. So, And then we have the coaching. And then the third thing is the community component, which we, honestly, I did not really, that was not 
intentional on our part, but it's one of the most important pieces because as a midlife female physician, especially if you're going through this awakening and this spiritual um, awakening, you're pretty alone. Like you can't tell people, your colleagues, Hey, so I was, I was talking to my Reiki practitioner and they'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what is all that? What is all that nonsense? So it's just, you're in a community where everybody supports you. Everybody comes from exactly where you're coming from. Everybody wants to understand healing beyond the traditional Western teachings that we were taught. And they want to, I think the most important part is they want to heal themselves. It's a shift in paradigm. They know long, they, they've healed the people through their doctoring. And now it's time where they want to heal themselves. And then once they're on that healing journey, then they can go and share whatever they've learned to continue to heal others. But that is the biggest thing is that when you come into our program, you're, you, you're usually the physicians that come, they're usually like, they'll say stuff like, I want to learn how to love myself. I want to learn to stop to, to, to know that I'm enough. I want to be, I want to be worthy. I know I'm worthy, but I I don't feel worthy, right? So it's very self-centered. It's very extremely self-centered and self-centered, not in a selfish way, because most of our brain is like, oh my God, it's so selfish. You just want no, in a way of like knowing that. And we say this in parenting all the time. Uh, you're, are you a pediatrician or a family practice? Family medicine. Okay. There's a lot of pediatrics. So, peds, right? So we always say the mommy's got to take care of herself to be able to take care of the baby. Same thing. Same. We, yeah. we are we're the same way. We're humans, right? Yeah. So we've just yeah. forgotten. I feel like it's a coming back and a remembering, right, of who we really are. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, so as you start to heal, what happens is you start to understand and become aware of this socialized identity that you've created for yourself, which your parts have worked very hard to create that and they've done an amazing job because you're a successful physician, right? Mm -hmm. With a great family or whatever other things that you have, we start to understand that thank it. And then we start to kind of peel away the layers to try to tap into that true identity, that that identity that you were birthed with before society and religion and parents and education and all these patriarchy, all these things piled up on top of it, and it's hiding in the corner. So that's what we do. We really tap into your true authentic self. And then when you get closer to your true authentic self, then you become... things become so much more clear, you become so much more compassionate to yourself, you open up to curiosity and understanding things, you creativity, that's where creativity comes from, right? And part of that creativity is tapping into your intuition, you hear yourself, you hear your intuition, and then you create what you want to create that's aligned with who you are now, the second half of your life. So the first half of your life, you live with your social identity, you 
you're getting programmed into what you want to do. Society tells you to do all this stuff. And great, wonderful. We all got that, right? So now let's go full circle. Like you said at the beginning, let's go first circle and come back to where we were first born to that true identity, because that is where you're going to find your joy, your purpose, your ease, your calm, all of those kind of feelings that we are really looking for to embody. Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. And I imagine the exhaustion and the anger and the resentment have melted away. Not that you're not going to feel them at times, right? We're humans and we're going to have all the spectrum of emotions, but you're not stuck in this low vibrational energy that's really sapping you of desire or anything, right? Like some people are just like, I don't even know what I want. You're just so like flummoxed, right? Yes. Yes. And that's, yeah, that's, that's the beautiful thing. Once you, um, once you return back or make a journey, because I don't think you ever return back to your true self in this lifetime. I think it's just evolving, right? It's an evolution. So once you start to make that journey back to that space, it's like, you'll see the emotions kind of releasing, releasing. And you know, I, yeah, I get mad sometimes, but I don't live in madness 95% of the time. They flow, right? Like emotions are supposed to keep moving. Yes. At least that's what I've heard. I remember working with a trauma therapist a few years ago and he said, oh, I see that your emotions are really moving. That's really good. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll carry on then with my grief and anger and all the things. But (laughs) I thought that was, he gave me like the, yeah, the stamp of approval. Yeah, exactly. So it's all about, all about movement. It's not about like, oh, you're going to be happy all the time all your life. No, it's like, you're going to be able to identify where you are. You're going to be processed where your emotion is. You're going to be able to release it if it wants to be released. Sometimes it stays there a couple of days, sometimes a couple of weeks, sometimes it stays in the background. Totally fine. But doing that, we call this doing that dance with the universe, right? Like the ebbs and flows of life and not being so concrete and like, I have to do it this way. And why do I feel this way? And how come this person feels this way? It's not, it's like acceptance, awareness and acceptance of where you are and just dancing with whatever comes. Yeah. I love that. And it's so much less rigid, you know, like the way you were describing it sounds so rigid. I mean, that's my whole concept, right? Like awareness, of course, I do like all that mindset work. I do some embodiment work, but not nearly as deep as you folks go. But like, I feel like if people can understand and have acceptance, like awareness is first step, like acceptance, like to me, it's like key to the universe and self-compassion, which is that self-love. Like, like, wow, you, we can handle a lot, right? Yeah. So ours is awareness, acceptance, then surrender, and then manifestation. Those Mm. are kind of our four core pillars, right? Because if you can if you have the awareness of like, this is how I am, this is why I'm acting like this. this and then you have the acceptance of, I accept whatever's coming through. I surrender to whatever results there are out there without a timeline, without an agenda, without a goal. Then you, as, as you can see, as I'm talking to you, it's very, it's, it's, it's ease, right? It's very flow as you're in that state, then you can manifest whatever you want, because you're, you're open. You're so much more open, right? You don't yeah, have you're that. not like holding tight. Yes, to the reins, I was just right? going to go like that. You're not constricted to like, oh, this is happening. It has to happen in this. And if it doesn't, I'm a failure. Right. Right. That's our old programming. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 
especially in med school, because everything was so blocked, right? You study this and you take this test. And if you pass it, then you go to this. And then if you do this, right? So everything was so rigid and so uh, regimented in us and so scheduled. And to a point, you needed to get it to where you are. I was going to say, we probably needed that to learn the things. Exactly. But, but I always ask me, like, is it serving you now? If you're continuing, I mean, I talk to women all the time. And I know you do too. Life is so rigid. I'm like, wow, this is so much harder than it needs to be. Doesn't need to be so hard. <laughs> it doesn't need to be so hard. But we kind of got to throw off some of the patriarchal societal programming and like go back to what do I want? What's good for me? Yes, I quote unquote might feel guilty or selfish taking care of me because again, that's societal. Like women should like put everyone else first. So anyway, it's just like to debunk some of that and realize like, no, I am an individual too who should be cared for and loved and ask myself, what do I want to do? Yeah, isn't that amazing? What do you want to do? When I ask that, they're like, wait, what? (laughs) Is that an option? (laughs) Yeah, can I I do that? And I was like, let's dream back to like when we were in kindergarten, you ask a kindergartner, what do you want to do when you grow up? I'm going to be an astronaut and a ballerina and I want to be a doctor and I want to be a mom and I want to be a veterinarian. You're like, yes, absolutely. We decided we were going to be physicians. That's cool. Maybe have a family. But then a lot of people get to this midlife and look around like, I've got all the things and I'm discontent. And then we feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shame, shame. Oh my yeah. God. I, I shouldn't feel so bad. Whoa. Like there are people starving here. There are people homeless. Why? Do- yes. Then the shame sets in. We do a lot of shame work in the circle too. Yeah. This uh, shame sets in too. So it's very comprehensive, right? Yeah, it just it really it. goes through all the layers. And um, eventually I think what we're thinking as we're doing the circle is that we're going to do some sort of like mass manifestation down the road, but we've got to get, you know, clients through all these different stages to be able, because you can't just be like, I'm just going to stay here and say some affirmations and then manifest. Like it doesn't yeah. work like that. There's so many layers. <laughs> like, say, you don't get to just like, try to like, I want a unicorn in the backyard. I want it. You're yeah. like, yeah, that's not quite, that's not how it happens. <laughs> But I love that you take people through a process. So tell us again, did you say it's a three-month program? Tell us a little bit about the details. Yes. So it's a three-month program. It starts with the inaugural ceremony where we set our intentions. We do different things, tarot card readings. We'll do meditations. We'll do some like chakra meditation work. We'll do some Reiki work. And then we'll do, there's a lot of dance components as well. Then they get a group, a coaching, which is a very holistic coaching session once a week. Right now it's on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We meet once a week live and it's all Zoom. It's virtual. And then once a month, we bring in on the last Thursday of the month, we bring in one of the spiritual, again, midlife female physician guests that have been in our ceremonies. And they come in and they bring in their specific tools, right? So we have like dream works. We have shamanic journeys. We have breath work. We have tapping. Those are just some of the common ones that we've brought in the past. And then every week you, you have a client portal. So every week we release, there's a, a specific program that we have with all the content. So we release at least two, they're probably a, a cumulative. They're probably an hour of videos cumulatively every week. So you watch that releases on Monday, you watch your videos. There's a guidebook that goes along with it. Tuesday, you come for coaching. And then that kind of, that, that continues for the full um, 12 weeks. Yeah. 
That sounds fantastic. And did you just start a cohort or will one be coming up? We just started. So we just, today is Tuesday. So we started on 717. So the next one that'll be coming up is October, probably mid-October, end of October, somewhere around there. Perfect. If people want to sign up or find out more, can you give us your information and they can like maybe even just like grab their They can get on a wait list. Yeah, they can get on a wait list. There's like a little wait list on there. So it's CPR for these souls with the S. Um, That's our main website.com. If you do a forward slash uh, circle is where the wait list is. Perfect. I will put a link in the show notes. Awesome. So people can find out more about that. What else did we not talk about that you think would be helpful for people to hear? Oh gosh, I think the hardest, we're talking about this, the hardest part is committing to doing something, whatever that something is, and make sure it's aligned with you, right? If you're listening to me, you're like, wait, I don't understand what this lady's talking about, right? Okay, you don't, don't, don't sign up for my program. But if something speaks to you and not speaks to your brain, but speaks to your heart. Like you you feel feel some, yeah, you have to feel it. We're not very good at feeling, but when something speaks to you, you feel, you just, your brain immediately comes up and says, oh yeah, I can't do that. And you know, I've got three kids and this job and it's such a bad time and I'm in a transition here and my kid's going to college and I don't have any, it's going to come up with a zillion excuses, right? But go with that feeling that feeling within and i will um can i mention my podcast on here too please absolutely oh my gosh i have yeah so i have a podcast called mindful living with dr sogol and if you go and listen to the two of the episodes i don't remember what number you could just uh, go on there's there's two episodes where i've had two clients that have been in the healing circle dr madri and dr birgit um you just look at the titles and look at the episodes and they will talk about that feeling that they felt when they first came across like listening or some sort of information. And again, they'll talk about all the brain stuff like, oh, one of them is in Europe and all the live calls were at 2 a.m. her time. So she was like, I can't, that's such a waste of money. I'm not going to be, she didn't show up for a single live episode. And she blew her mind, her transformation, like blew everybody out of the water. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're ready, you'll Feel it in your body and please, please just do one thing for yourself and listen to yourself. Just listen to that, that feeling and move forward with whatever it says, right? Maybe you'll have a feeling and it'll say, oh, you should sign up for whatever this other thing, or you should do this or just, just that is your intuition, right? That's your intuition speaking. And I love it. I always talk to women about like, we don't even listen to our bladders during the day, right? Like we go all day and we don't even stop to pee. So let's start to listen to that. And we people please all the time. I said, the next time someone asks you a question, tell them you're going to think about it for 24 hours and get back to you. And like, what is going on in your body? How does it feel? Get home. I mean, if you can do it in the moment, just say like, no, thank you. That doesn't work for me. Great. But go home and ask yourself that question again and feel what your body's telling you. Your body tells you the truth. We just don't listen. So I love that you give this example too, because I think it's really, really important. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's vital because if you continue to listen to your brain, your brain's going to be like, you got to go to work. You got to take care of your kids. You got to take them to all their activities because you're a bad mom and you have, yes. you know, guilt our brain lies kids. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you've got to take some deep breaths, go into your body and ask yourself, is this the right thing for me to do? And then, then, then be quiet and listen. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. So do this for yourself, women, because some of you might be like, this is exactly what I want to do. Like I feel something deep inside of me, but you feel a little scared. That's okay. Make a decision, do this for yourself and you're going to be in amazing hands. And I tell you what, the, one of the, um, our new clients that came in yesterday and we were talking about like, what made you signed up? She's like, I'm here with skepticism and curiosity. I was like, well, you're in the right place because you probably would have not had a human brain if you didn't have a little bit of doubt, right? Like, so yeah. So walk through it with skepticism and doubt and curiosity and see how your world will change. If you view every situation in that, that is so beautiful. So I just want to like, kind of end with, you know, kind of your circle. So you had this amazing clinic that again, this is another example. I had my brother on last week and he talked about starting his own family medicine clinic. And I'm like, ladies, this is possible for you too. And now here's another example that you can create this beautiful clinic. And yet you still felt exhaustion after you did this coaching work and particularly going from the awareness down into the embodiment work and the mindset work. How are you feeling these days about work and how's your energy level and all of that? I imagine it's much. Oh my God. I, I, I mean, I get up every day and I was like, I cannot, like, I'm like, who are you? Like, oh my God. And I'm like, like, or I'll say something and I'll make a decision. I'll be like, wait, who did that? They like the old Sokol would have never, ever, ever, ever done that. My kids, I think the biggest thing is like, if you don't want to do this for yourself, my, I have three teenagers and having teenagers at this age is difficult for anybody that has teenagers, preteens and teens. And my relationship with those kids have blossom, blossom, because I'm present. I am now present for them. When they speak to me, I'm not like my brain is in, in 20 other places worrying about this, this, and this, and that. I have focus on what they have to say. My relationship with my husband has changed. My relationship with all the staff has changed, right? Because I'm not like, oh, you did this wrong. And then I wanted it. And I'm not worried about anything. It's just like, we'll all be fine. Like I've created this clinic. It's giving amazing like support to the community in an underserved community. Someone out there is supporting me. And I want to support myself. And how can I support myself? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so, so much more beautiful. relaxed. Yeah. yeah. Like, I I know how to, when, when people used to say flow, I'd be like, wait, what? How do you, like, I get that. I embody it. I live with ease. I, I used to have palpitations, right? Palpitations sometimes come up now once a year if something crazy is happening, but I used to have them daily. I don't have palpitations anymore. I used to have this like nauseous feeling from anxiety at the pit of my stomach every day. I don't have that. Sometimes it'll come up. And if it does, I'm like, okay, all right, let's, let's pause and see what's going on. Right. Let's reframe what we need to do. What, what, what are we loading on ourselves? What are we picking up that we're not saying no to? So again, learning the cues of your body. Yeah. I mean, life is freaking amazing. Like I can't, it's awesome. 
That makes me so happy. And again, I think it's so important for us to talk about this because we know that there are a lot of pressures in medicine. We know that as physician women, we have extraordinarily high achieving goals, right? We've accomplished a lot, but we think we need to do all these things. And again, my message and your message is like, you know what? It doesn't need to be so hard. It can be fun. It can be simple. You can feel very fulfilled and calm in life. Ladies, it's possible. Yeah, totally possible. And I still have the same husband. I still have the same kids and I still have the same job, right? Yes. I mean, it just goes to show you because I think some people think they're going to leap and the things will get better. I mean, there are certain circumstances that absolutely, if it's toxic, get the hell out of there, please take care of you. But there are so many things that you can do when you start going inward and taking care of yourself and realizing like, oh, this is why I feel angry and resentful all the time start to gain that awareness and start to doing that deeper work that you do. I think it's just phenomenal and beautiful. And I'm so grateful because it's going to take, again, I feel like there's a groundswell happening in medicine. There's more different modalities, even just with coaching. Like I know now hundreds of coaches, but like your coaching is different than my coaching. There's some similarities and differences. And I think it's so good that there are options for women who want to seek some additional help to feel better. And so I'm just hopeful that like, we're all of a sudden going to be able to step up and empower ourselves and say like, you know what, I am going to stand up to what's going on and create more of a path that I want in life. Yeah, to- totally. I agree with all of that. And, you know, it's, as you were saying, I was like, oh yeah, there are like subspecialties in coaching now, right? Yeah. Which is really, really good. Like if you've done work with me and you're like, oh yeah, and I've gained this awareness and like Michelle's taught me how to feel some feelings and so on and so forth, but I really want to go deeper. This is an opportunity for you. I mean, this is cool. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to need to sign up for this because this is like fascinating. I mean, I've done some of this deeper work, but it's like very intriguing to me as well because there's so many different layers of healing. And again, I think in the mindset work that I do, we're just kind of tapping the surface of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, the one word that I keep saying, it's like, it's magic. Like our clients come back and they're like, what happened? And I was like, I don't (laughs) Yeah. It's magic. Yeah, I know it's, it's a little woo woo and you know, so on and so forth, but I I think it's really, really neat. I mean, I sort of have talked about, I've had a spiritual awakening in the last few years myself. And I'm like, there is definitely much more to the world than we see. And even as scientists, right. And as physicians, we can acknowledge it. And my life is all the richer because of it. Yes. Yes. I'd love that. I'd love that. Well, thank you so much for taking time and coming and speaking to my listeners today. I will have a link to your podcast in the show notes, and I will also have a link to your website so people can go find out about CPR for the souls. I love that name. It is so beautiful. Thank you so much for all this work that you're doing. Thank you so much. It was an honor. Thank you for allowing me to share. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Are you ready to take control of your life and put these tools into action? I'm here to help. I offer free consultations for physician moms to see if my one-on-one coaching package is right for you. You can sign up for a free consult at www.mamadoclifecoach.com.